Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone, so discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button, and if you really feel good, leave a comment, because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. I hope everyone is staying safe and enjoying the weather, wherever you may be, but today, we have a great episode for you to listen to. This story has always been one that I have always liked. I first read it in a class about ghosts and mysticism in college, and it was actually one of the first stories I translated for a buddy and told him in the same way that I tell my stories to you. But I have changed the story since then because the ending of the story is all sorts of crazy and I don't want to put our lovely listeners through that shit show. The original of this story is also found in that really famous Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio collection by Pu Songling. The original name is Miao Sheng, which translates to Mr. Miao and was published in the 1740s. So the story is actually pretty old and we've made some changes to the story just like we do to them all, but I'll talk about that after the story. Either way, this story is a roller coaster of emotions, so buckle up for this story. And on that note, let's get going with today's episode, The Humble Roar. It was a fine summer day in a small western Massachusetts town, and in this small town there lived a man by the name of Kyle. Kyle was a young gentleman who was going to be taking the bar exam in Boston in a few weeks. Kyle had just graduated from law school, the Western New England University to be exact, and was spending any minute he could to try and study as much as he could for the exam. And anyone who has taken these kinds of tests with lots of studying and prep work, not me because I am not a lawyer, knows that you need to study and prepare as much as you can. So, as the good student he was, he was studying every minute. The test day was finally within a week, and because the test was in Boston, he decided he was going to drive from a small town to Boston two days before the exam. And then he would spend the night with a friend from law school and, you know, catch up, that kind of stuff. As he was starting to begin his drive, he decided that he needed to get some food as he forgot to eat all day and was starting to get a headache from not having any food. Oh, check that out over there. The bar should have some food. Or at least a snack to tide me over till I can get to Boston to get something better. Kyle pulled over to the bar and thought to himself, God, look at this shithole. I hope I don't get the squirts in this place and it fucks up my exam. But because being hangry is a lot more realer than you think, he decided to take the chance on the food at this shady-ass establishment. He stepped inside and sat at an open table near the back of the restaurant. The bartender quickly spotted him and came over to hand him a menu and then walked back behind the bar. Just as Kyle was inspecting the menu, he thought, Chicken fingers look alright. How can they fuck those up? He placed the menu down and soon after, the bartender returned to take his order. Uh, I'll take the chicken fingers with the fries. And a, and a, oh, and a Bud Light. Ah, no Bud Light, just Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy? Uh, alright, yeah, I'll, I'll take one of those. 
The bartender nodded and returned to the bar to input his order, and shortly after, he returned with Kyle's beer. After taking a few sips, Kyle made eye contact with a tall, lanky-looking fellow who looked like he had just crawled through the ship pipes in the Shawshank Redemption. Luckily, he didn't smell like that, but his clothes were rags and covered in dirt and mud. Kyle didn't think much of it and took another large sip of his beer, and just as he set his beer down, he noticed this man was walking over towards him. This man sat at the other side of the table and opened his mouth. You're uh, not from around here, are you? Well, kind of. I'm, I'm from a small city outside of Pittsville. Ah, Pittsville. Fell in love with a girl there once. Love of my life. Never been there, but I hear nice things. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, it's nothing too fancy. The two continued their simple and easy conversation, and then the bartender brought the food to the table, and Kyle said to the man, Yeah, do you want a drink? Sure. I'll take a bud. The bartender nodded and headed over back to the bar. And soon after, the bartender brought over the beer for this man. Kyle and this man made simple bar talk, but Kyle was not trying to spend too much time here and wanted to get the hell out of this place. He wanted to get to Boston as soon as possible. And just as they finished their beers, the bartender came over to ask them, Y'all want another round? (laughs) Nah, I'm good, man. I gotta get out of here and head back on the road. Can I get the check, please? The bartender nodded. Oh, sorry, just before you go. Uh, what is that hot sauce? Because that is fucking amazing. It's called Javi Wasabi, chef's special sauce. The bartender then headed back once again over to the bar. Uh, no more drinks? You think you're, you're better than me? You got more important shit to do, huh? Well, fine then. Oh, no, nothing like that. Just gotta get back on the road. Well, fine. He then reached in his bag to pull out a jug of moonshine and slammed it on the table. Uh, Nah, man, I I can't. I can't. Oh, you baby. This is a family recipe. You should have a drink. You gave me a beer. I should at least share my stash with you. Oh, no. I'm alright. I gotta get on the road. I can't be drinking moonshine and driving. Drinking moonshine and driving is the western Massachusetts way. Cops don't give a shit. Just as he finished his sentence, he grabbed Kyle's arm and said to him, Just one drink won't kill ya. Being scared shitless, Kyle thought one little drink wouldn't hurt, so he took a small cup and just slammed it back. Oh boy, that's the good stuff. Kyle drank his and it reminded him of straight up gasoline. After drinking some of this moonshine, the two talked for a little longer, but Kyle had had enough and he needed to get out of this weird-ass situation that he found himself in. Well, alright man, I gotta get going. Uh, Thanks for the drink, though. The man got visibly angry when he heard this, but at the same time, Kyle was already halfway out the door. He opened his car and sat in there and thought to himself, Oof, what the fuck just happened? What was even up with that guy? Yeah, fuck it. I gotta get to Boston. He started up his car and got back on the road as soon as he could. After driving for maybe two or three miles, his car began to rumble and started to smoke, so he pulled over to see what was going on. And just as he pulled over, the engine started billowing smoke and the car just shut off. 
Well, fuck. <sighs> Let me text Brian and tell him I'll be late tonight. He pulled out his phone, but right when he turned it on, he noticed that there was no signal. God damn it! Kyle leaned on the side of his car, hoping to flag down another driver, but there was no one coming. As he kept staring down this long road waiting for a car to roll over that horizon, he saw a man walking with a sack come over the horizon instead. Ah, perfect. Maybe this person can help me. As the person got closer and closer, he soon realized it was that same tall, burly man who climbed through the Shawshank Redemption shitpipes. Well, this is how I die. The man walked over to where Kyle in the broken car was and said to him, Oh, hey, man. What happened to your car? I broke down and I got no service. Do you know of any places nearby that might be able to fix it? Yeah, there's a place like five or so miles down the road, and there's a little motel there, too, so maybe you'll spend a little more time in this area than you thought. (laughs) Ah, that's perfect. I'll have them tow it in tomorrow morning, and hopefully it won't be too bad. Tomorrow morning? Shit. I'll get you there tonight. You gave me the beer. It's the least I can do, even though you wouldn't drink with me. Get me there tonight? How? Put this son of a bitch in neutral, and I'll show you. Kyle hopped into his car and shifted gears to neutral. And as soon as he shifted the gear, the man just started pushing the car. You gotta steer this bitch and don't touch the brake pedal at all. The car began rolling only because this huge man was pushing it from behind. I mean, the dude's huge. The car was rolling and luckily it was flat. But this man pushed the car at least five miles until they finally arrived at the gas station and there was a motel just across the street. Holy smokes, man. Let me treat you to some drinks. We'll get some food. There's got to be a Postmates or something like that around here. Side note, Postmates. If anyone on your marketing team is listening to the Plum Forest podcast, we are very, very open to having you as a sponsor. Contact us. Okay, back to the story. The man replied to Kyle's offer. Oh, I have this hunger that you won't be able to fill. Like if we order Postmates who should definitely sponsor this podcast, we'd have to order the entire restaurant. How about we, uh, just stick to drinks? You still got your moonshine, no? <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> well, that stuff is a little too gnarly for me, but I'll get some beers at the gas station, and we can enjoy some drinks. Sound good? Sounds good. Kyle walked over and rented a room for the night at the motel. And then on his way back, he stopped into the gas station and grabbed a 12-pack of some weird beer that was cheap. He headed back over to the motel and the two of them sat outside the room on the curb. He tossed a beer to the man and they both cracked their beers and cheers. Cheers, man. I didn't get your name. I, uh, uh, my name is, uh, Martin. Martin, huh? I'm Kyle. It's nice to meet you and uh, thanks for all your help. I really appreciate it. The two of them sat there drinking moonshine and beers until the early hours of the night. After a little while, Martin said to Kyle, Alrighty then, Kyle, I gotta head home. Hopefully your car will be fixed soon. Hey, good luck on your test. Are you sure? We still got a few more beers left. I gotta get going. Sound familiar? Kyle and Martin parted ways and Kyle went back into his motel room and went to bed in his drunken stupor. (laughs) 
The next morning, Kyle thought it was all a dream, but as he opened his motel room's door, he saw all the empty beer cans and realized it was not a dream. He headed over to the gas station and what it turned out to be was just a simple cooling issue and he got it all fixed within 10 minutes. And soon, he found himself back on the road to Boston. After driving for a little while, Kyle soon arrived in Boston and he met up with his good friend Brian. He told Brian about this huge man with superhuman strength that slammed beer and Brian thought he was full of it, but it was actually true. So Kyle and Brian both were prepping for the exam that night and the next day they took the exam. His months of studying and prepping finally came and he took this exam with as much confidence as he could have. Once Kyle finished his exam, he soon called Brian and because all of his law school friends were taking the same exam, they all decided to go to a local watering hole to celebrate finishing their test. The group of friends all met at a local bar near Northeastern University with a huge outdoor patio. It was almost like a German beer garden and if you've never been to one of those, they're pretty sweet. The friends all ordered food and as much booze as they could get down or even fit on the table. They had all finished the test and were doing a proper celebration. As the beer was being drunk, Kyle noticed out of the side of his eye that Martin was walking outside the beer garden and nudged Brian. Brian, it's that dude. You see the huge dude? That's the guy that had the jug of moonshine and pushed my car. Where? Brian turned his head around and spotted this man. Holy shit. He is huge, and he looks like a fucking bear. Damn, you weren't full of shit, man. I told you he was real. You were not fucking around, dude. That dude is massive. As the two of them were both looking straight at Martin, he made eye contact with Kyle and began heading over to where they were all sitting. Oh shit, he saw us. Nah, it'll be fine, man. He sounds like a nice dude. Let's just see where this goes. Right when Martin walked up, he slammed his backpack on the table and the jug of moonshine, you know that one, in his bag could be heard all around the beer garden. Hey, it's, uh, Kevin. Kyle. Oh, yeah, Kyle. How you been, man? Get your car fixed? How was that test? Yeah, you know, car got fixed, took the test, and now we're just celebrating. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Who are you? This is my buddy Brian, and uh, all these other guys are my classmates from law school. We all took the test together and are out here celebrating. Everyone, this is Martin, the dude that helped me with my car when I was driving here. Hey, everyone. Everyone waved back. Have a seat, man. You want a drink? Yeah, I'd love a drink. Oh, I've been walking forever and my dogs are barking. Oh, yeah, I feel you on that one. No, you don't. You didn't walk that far. Look at your shoes. They don't have a scuff at all. Oh, well, here, enjoy a drink. The group of dudes and Martin all sat down and enjoyed a few drinks, but after a while, they began to get a little bit restless. <laughs> I got an idea. You guys want to play drink while you tink? Yeah, let's do it. That sounds like fun. Uh, what is that, a game? Yeah, so I say a name, and then the next person has to say a name where the first name starts with the first letter of the last name of the last person. What? So it's like if you say George Washington, then you have to say a name that starts with W. 
So, Will Smith. Exactly, but you can't say names that have already been said. Uh, and it's any name. Any famous name, real or fake. People have to know the name, though, and it has to be a first and last name. So no Seal, Cher, Xerxes, you know. Ah, uh, all right. All right, I got you. Now here's the kicker. If you can't think of anyone and take time to think of someone, you have to take a drink. Hence the name, drink while you think. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's make the stakes a little higher. How about if you can't think of a name, the others eat you? What the fuck? Did you just say... What the fuck did you just say? Oh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm just joking. Yeah, drinking. Drinking's fine. Drinking's great. Great. Well, all right then. I'll start. Sandy Koufax. Now I'm C? No, Koufax is a K. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> nice. Now you. Kyle pointed to the next person in line and they started playing this game. After a few rounds of playing this new game, which is actually a really fun game to play when you're drinking, but it kills a lot of drinks, so please be careful. Martin realized that he wasn't doing so hot and he kept losing to all the others and felt as if they were almost like picking on him because he couldn't keep up with them. Fuck. I am not a fan of this game. I don't know names very well. And you guys are just making me drink so much. I, I'm not getting drunk. I just don't like losing. Oh, keep going. You'll get it. It just takes time. Find a category of people you know, like musicians or baseball players or something. I... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this fucking game. Just as he finished his sentence, he stood up and roared like a lion out of anger that echoed throughout the beer garden. Everyone stared at him and he sat down again at the table and said, Oh, sorry. I just get frustrated at games I'm not very good at. But because all of them had a few drinks in their system, they didn't think twice of it and continued their game. The night was starting to get later and the crowd that filled the beer garden all started to leave and soon enough, Kyle and his friends were the only ones left in the beer garden. Martin tapped Kyle on the shoulder and said, Hey, could we play something else? This game is above me, and you guys are all on a different level as me, being lawyers and all, so maybe we could play something I'm also pretty good at? The others overheard this exchange and began to laugh at Martin. Oh, is the little baby scared because he can't keep up with the big boys? Martin's fists began to clinch, and the blood vessels on his head could be seen popping out of his forehead. They were pulsating quicker and quicker as Martin's blood was starting to flow. Hey, 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 calm down, man, calm down, Brian said to the other friend. Yeah, right, this huge ogre of a man is a little baby, because he can't play the game with the big boys. As he finished his sentence, Martin roared like a bear. His skin began sprouting hair all over, and he quickly turned into a humongous bear. Holy shit! Martin was now in his bear form, and he was not taking these guys' shit one bit. Martin then ravaged all of the other friends in a fit of rage that resembled when the Saints lost that game in the playoffs because of that non-pass interference call. Yeah, like super fucking wild and crazy. And after all of the friends were mauled to death by Martin in his bear form, 
Martin stood over the bodies and looked over to Kyle and Brian and said, uh, Sorry, guys. I just hate being treated like someone in a lower social status. Martin then rushed off into the nearby forest, still in his bear form, and Kyle and Brian stood there with their jaws on the floor. Dude, no wonder he could push your car. Dude, was a fucking bear. Kyle was speechless. I told you that was a roller coaster of emotions and feelings. That story was nuts. And the original of this story is way gnarlier, so for this version, I had to tone it down quite a bit. This version is actually only three quarters of the first one. And in the original one, some dude called the Bear Man and had him just go around and kill people and all over the, you know, it was a wild thing and I don't want to go down that path. So I changed it a little bit. Also, in the original of this story, the animal person, whatever you want to call that, was a tiger and was named Meow. And I always thought that was kind of cute because, you know, the Meow, cat, blah, 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 you get the point. I mean, this fierce tiger who is going around murdering all sorts of people is just named Meow. That's just kind of cute, I think. But, you know, it's weird and it's a big play on words in Chinese. And just like this story, the man-beast, whatever you want to call that, loved moonshine. Well, it was the ancient Chinese version of moonshine, but either way, it was strong and could actually power most small-sized cars. And if you have any questions, be sure to head over to our subreddit and discuss any questions that you may have. The voices today were done by a great, great group of people. Thanks, guys. My cousin, Jordan O, did a great job with the voice of Brian. And Jordan is still making great music with his band, Bomb in a Briefcase. Ethan Steimel did the voice of the bartender and absolutely did a fantastic job. Ethan has this really cool podcast where he talks about how to make it financially in the artistic fields, which we're all trying to learn that, so I started listening and it definitely piqued my interest. Who doesn't like money, especially as a podcaster? The Martin role was done by J. Michael DeAngelis from the Mission Rejected podcast. This podcast is absolutely hilarious and is a must for any audio drama listener out there. And I know there's a lot that listen to this. I mean, who doesn't like the unknown lives of spies and their subordinates? It's pretty interesting. And lastly, Harrison Wilde from The Grief Burrito did the role of Kyle. Harrison also has an amazing podcast where him and his buddy talk about gaming, movies, and almost anything else under the sun. The banter on this show always gets me giggling though. I love it. Links to all these people can be found on our website, so head over to our website and show them some love, because they deserve it, because they're hard working just like us. Our socials are still there at Plum Forest Pod and have all sorts of great info and updates. There was even a sale for our listeners if you caught it. Pretty sweet, and we might do some more of those. Our store has all sorts of Palm Forest gear, and our Patreon is still just hanging out. And our Around the World page on our website is growing day by day. It's actually really cool to see all the love from all around the world. And we also got a second postcard design made by the lovely Anna for sale, and it is so cool what she was able to do. So be sure to go give all those a quick check, and don't forget to follow us on all those podcast listening apps you guys use. There's like a bajillion of them now. 
We'll be back next week with an all-new episode, so until then, take care and stay safe, everyone. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.